Who are these people? I'm Peter Garacci. I'm Alex Pachera. They started a podcast. Why don't you call it Kill You Last? Yeah. To honor 80s action movies. He just put on brand new army pants in the heat. There will be action. He is in the middle of a field, surrounded. More action. Totally exposed, and he doesn't get hit once. Tension. You had, like, Peter, I gotta, you, I gotta ask you, if you stop hitting the table. This is the movie that really is the template for the 80s action movie. Peter Garaji, Alex Pichera. They will kill you last. Podcast. All right, this is Kill You Last. I'm Peter Garacci. I'm Alex Pachera. Uh This week, it's just me and Alex. What's going yes. on, Alex? Hey, man. Um, you know, doing well. Uh, back at it. Uh, just uh, moved out of New York City. Uh, working on that, you know. New York City's dead. All of that. End of, yes, end yes. of an era. End of an era. Yes or I'm yes. St- New York City dead? Yes or I'm yes. I'm still here. I came, I was, I've been in Jersey a lot this lockdown, but I'm here in, and I'm in New York. I'm not ready to give up. Just yet, I'm I, not giving up. I'm just not willing. I'm kidding when I say no, it, but no, I'm I, just, I'm just not willing to pay, you know, close to two thousand dollars a month for no reason. Well, I paid six dollars for a terrible egg and cheese sandwich this morning on exactly. the Upper East Side, and uh, it made me angry. Isn't and that I annoying? Thought, I thought about going through the McDonald's drive-through and what mm-hmm. I could have gotten for six dollars. Oh my god! And enjoyed. <laughs> when McDonald's could be better, that's a problem. And yeah. and the amount of money that we waste on. Um, food in new york city is outrageous well, like the, the yes it is but if it's if it's something unique the problem is is that the the corporations have mastered what they do and the and the like independent guys are not keeping up do you know what i mean like if right if like i'm gonna pay 20, if i'm gonna pay 20 dollars for a burger i will do it if but it's good yeah if it's a fucking shitty burger i'm gonna be pissed well, the, maybe the mom and pop in New York haven't done it, but like a mom and pop, like I go to this bagel sh- uh, store in Ramsey and it's like, you know, shout out B&G bagels. I go like almost every morning for, for a breakfast sandwich and it is phenomenal and it's yeah. f- like $5 and it's huge, you know, it's like with a coffee, still five bucks. Like it's, it's completely saved me a ton of money and it's better. And it's better food than I was yeah, getting. Don't sleep on New Jersey. Jersey's no, got Jersey's got great, great food. And and yeah. also just like, it's not that expensive. People like think it is, but especially no. compared to New York. Anyway, this is, you know, this is my life. It's not so exciting right now, but. I wore my Adidas track jacket in honor yes. of what we're going to talk about. Oh, is that? Okay. He's Fair. Right. I mean, this is, uh, this is coked out Henry Hill attire. <laughs> and also, I think prison attire as well. I think he's wearing think this so. prison scene as well. Yes. But um, yeah, we're going to do what alex is backtracking on whether or not it's his favorite movie or not but you have said me it's it's one of my favorite movies yes it is is it is my is my favorite movie i guess i could say that yeah it's a movie that people think should be one of my favorite movies because people are racist and they assume because i'm italian that i'm just saying that this should be my favorite it's it's not but it's a movie that i i circle around a lot i'm I'm surprised that you're you're I'm not surprised it's not your favorite. I mean, like that could be whatever. Favorite movie is a fa- that's hard to guess. But I am surprised you sound like you don't. You're not that into it. You know, whenever we, into, we've talked about it, I'm into a lot of pieces of it. One, I have a weird like squeamishness where I don't like. So the movie opens with 
uh, oh, the sound of knife into flesh. That that is a rough scene, and yeah. I hate that sound so much mm-hmm. that I like many times when the movie first came out, I would just turn it off. Mm. Uh, which is funny because that's pretty much the most gruesome thing in the entire movie. Like nothing Absolutely. else in the movie is really well. That's intentional too. I mean, yeah, Scorsese, the lighting in the first—it's red. It's like bright red. It's like you're in literally in hell. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the other thing is, is that I mean, this is a movie about like rats and scumbags. Yes, and, and it's a, right. There's a lot of debate about whether or not it glorifies these guys, or is there a no. moral to the movie? Oh or, God, obviously. But that, but that's always but that's been like I think since it came out, I think people were like, this is like a it's masterpiece a, of mm-hmm. a film. Yeah. But is the subject matter worthy of a masterpiece? First of all, I think that's horseshit. Uh, uh, meaning that's a horseshit way to view art is to say. Is the subject matter worth the, you know, excellence that we, we might make this art out of? I'm trying to take this from a bird's eye view here. So to say it's a sculpture or say it's a, it's a joke, you know, if, if you make a masterpiece joke, a joke that's so funny, it gets you a TV show, like just an amazing, you know, set. But the source material is like lowbrow. I don't, I don't think that makes it – that doesn't make you – less of a comedian or less of a funny person I, I and and hold on i i also think with movies saying things like oh is this war is this subject matter worthy of you know how much they put into this let's say um i don't i don't agree with that at all because that's when you start to get into this area of did we have enough you know people of color in our film did we have enough um, a representation of gay people and all this stuff. And it's like just tell an accurate story, or tell a tell, or it doesn't have to be accurate. Tell a tell a great story, however you want to yeah. tell it. However, whatever is is the the in in the in the focus of of the story, you know, you could still have interesting characters, even if the source material is shallow. Let's say, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, my thing too. Like, I always. My, I'm biased against long movies, like in general, and but it's also like if it's agree. if it's gonna be like an epic length, I think the movie like does the movie worthy of an epic story? Because usually you're talking like, you no, know, you're right. You know, you're talking about like a Lawrence of Arabia, where you're like talking right. about like the founding of an empire, like that sure. kind of requires a long or going across someone's life. This is like you know, thirty years in the life. Of a guy that turned out to be a real piece of shit. Sure. My in, in my Henry biggest Hill. my biggest criticism of this film, and the only reason I hesitate to call it my best my favorite uh, movie, is because this movie should be at least thirty five minutes shorter. At, at, at least thirty five minutes shorter, and that's why I struggle to say it's my favorite film because even on my rewatches of this, I'll be honest, the most most of my rewatches are like, I stop after the first ninety minutes. Yeah, so, and, and it's funny because I – and this came up with The Irishman too. Like I have I have like a – you know, I, I'm not sure how I feel about Scorsese. Like my, my opinion – like he's definitely a master yeah. at like the art of making a movie. But yeah. he also – you know, he famously says that he doesn't really care about plots. And this movie is kind of formless uh, in its plot. But everybody – I think – I feel like everybody has the same experience. It's like everyone's favorite part of the movie is De Niro and Pesci and Leota hanging out. Yeah. And that's where, like, really the famous scenes, that's where the funny lines, and even, like, you know, something like The Irishman, you know, you know, and Scorsese kind of alludes, like, The Irishman is basically sort of, like, 
you know, the end part of a, of a, one of these guys' life and, like, how yeah. he sort of, like, you know, it ruined his family life and it ruined his relationship with his daughter. Yeah. But, like, by Scorsese making two hours of the movie about this guy shooting people and, like, the last 30 minutes about how much his life's like. Like, you're basically telling the audience what the important part is. So if you want to make a movie about, like, how horrible these guys are and how their lives you know, it turn out, turn in, like, end up in misery, mm-hmm. you know, you don't, you, you have to kind of tell the audience that that's the point of what you're doing. And I feel like it's the Do same you, thing. You have to tell them? No, no, but like, I mean, I, I think. You, you, you should, you should show them that, but you, I don't think you have to hit them over the head with No, that. no, I hit them over the head, but yeah. like, you know, there should be like an arc to like that, that's what this story is. And, I, and again, and, you know, Irishman does do, it does start in the, like the nursing oh, yeah. home and end in the nursing home. But like, even with this movie, it's like, um, what, Everybody like who's a fan of this movie like it's it's fun. this is one of the most fun movies. It's so it's so to good. Watch. It's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah, that's why I love this movie so much. And again, I don't love all of it. I don't even really love the third, the last act of this movie. Is kind of uh, honestly not great to watch. I mean, I mean it. That's a little harsh, but it's just it's not great. Um, but this movie is as funny as it is good. It's 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 a great movie in the sense that there's iconic scenes and characters and everyone's interesting and you want to keep watching. But it's also as good as all those things. It's also funny. It's like, and I don't mean it's funny like it's um like a, like a clown, <laughs> like a clown. I don't mean it's like funny like you know one to two scenes are funny. I mean the entire movie is hilarious. Yeah. And it's not intentionally hilarious at a lot of points. Some points it's definitely intentionally funny, but, yeah. but at a lot of points, and none of the characters in the movie are trying to be funny. It's 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 the and I was going to tell you before we started taping, like, why do you think? And this maybe this is just my opinion, but why will an intent a comedy like an intentional comedy, a movie that's trying to be funny? Could it ever be this funny? I, I don't think so. I, I don't think anything could ever be this funny that is like written on the premise of let's be funny. So I've uh, I think I've said many times in this podcast. I think I find Joe Pesci in these movies funnier in like the ser- quote unquote serious movies that he did funnier than pretty much any comedy that I've yes. seen. And De Niro in these movies. And De Niro is fucking hilarious. And as De Niro's well. in comedies and they suck. He's so it's funny. funny. So so I saw I saw um, the pilot episode of uh, I'm dying up here. I don't know if you know that what that show yep. is. So, yep. show, so it's a show about like seventies like yeah. L A comedy scene, and it, there's no like they make comedy out to this like depressing like right. and listen, there's 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 parts of it that's like it it sucks. A lot of it sucks. Oh yeah. But, you know like I was I hung out with a, a couple of comedians yesterday. And it was a fucking blast because yeah. we're breaking each. You know what I mean? It's like, like the, in the show, it's like everybody's like catty and like in competition, or whatever. It's like there might be a little bit of that, but for the most part, hanging out with like the comedians that I choose to hang out with is everybody just breaking each other's balls and having and like being goofy. Yeah, and trying to like one up each other. It's not like a, you know, I better not, uh, I better not talk to Alex because he might, you know, sabotage me with. Johnny Carson. It's like what, like, yeah, so it's yeah. like it, it's it's really hard to be, to be funny on purpose. Yeah. So you make a show about comedians, and then I saw a like a trailer for another movie that's about like a young comedian, and all these comedians are in it, and there wasn't one laugh in the trailer. 
And is it? And the funny, the funny thing is, the movie is produced by Vince Vaughn, and I, I think Vince Vaughn is fucking hilarious. He's hilarious. I, I think Vince Vaughn's hilarious, like Joe Pesci's hilarious. Like yeah. he's a little bit dangerous. Yeah. He's kind of a dick. He's a little bit scary. Yep. But he's like so mouthy. Yeah. And like it's funny. Yeah. I've like I've laughed more at like like I remember like trailers to Vince Vaughn movies that fucking made yep. me laugh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like Pesci's the same way where he's a little bit like he's like this character because I mean we, you laugh like at a release of tension. Yeah. And so the tension can come from violence or it could come from fear, but when something unexpected happens, yeah. Um, he just his and I, I don't think the, the character he plays in the movie like holds court like a comedian. Like he is. He he is the guy like in your group of friends mm-hmm. that is that is funny even among, so in the movie the character is funny amongst his friends. Yes, that's true. Especially that scene with the funny how it's very yeah. But even um, he's literally holding court at the scene. end when I, I kind of forgot about this scene. But when um when um when Leota's worried that they're going to kill Maury and he's stalling, they're all sitting at the table and 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 Pesci's just telling a story. Yeah, and everybody's laughing at Pesci, and you just you just know that that's true. You you have no trouble believing in because he's in in uh, like I've known guys like this that are like yeah they're sca- like they're like when they yell they're the scariest person in the world, but they're also like like just break balls nonstop funny funny guys yeah and um, I know I love like. Pesci is like I think he's had one of the most interesting careers, and mm-hmm. like he really does not care about being a movie star at all. No, they tried yeah. to like. He, I mean, he had like a, an amazing run where he, um, he like I like I have like personal like experience with this where he's from like near where I'm from in Jersey, mm-hmm. and he was like part of the crew that ended up becoming a, like Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. So I never saw it, but Jersey Boys. The musical, like you know, he's a character in that musical because he kind of came up with those. He was like a singer and a and a dancer and stuff, and he mm-hmm. had done some stuff. And he basically retired from the movies, and uh, he was managing a restaurant. And De Niro and Pacino, uh, De Niro and Scorsese were ca- were doing Raging Bull, and they needed to find somebody for the character of the brother. And De Niro saw a movie called The Death Collector, which is like a really shitty seventies like gangster movie. Pesci's got a role in that, so they go to they go to like find Pesci like managing a restaurant in the Bronx and they're like hey we'd love for you to do this movie with us and Pesci's like nah I'm not interested like what like they had to beg him to be in fucking Raging Bull and he I don't know if you've ever seen Raging Bull but yeah he's fucking hilarious in that movie too like and his dynamic with with De Niro is amazing but also like scary and you like in that movie he's like victimized by De Niro yeah you're like afraid for him, yeah, Jake Lamotta is a fucking monster, yeah, brick, yeah, yeah, yeah and absolutely. so, so then like Pesci kind of floated around, and then he did, he does, he does Goodfellas, wins an Oscar, but like within like a five year period, he does, he does Goodfellas at the same time he does Home Alone, Home Alone, yeah, and yeah. he's hilarious in that movie too, he's great in a different in a different way, like for yeah. like a, in a way that's safe for kids, say. Yeah, but he sure. he does those two movies. He does My Cousin Vinny. He does Casino. Great My Cousin Vinny. Yeah, like all he does, like a, just like a, he has like a five year run. Oh, the Lethal Weapon two, which he's fucking hilarious in mm-hmm. Lethal Weapon three, and then he, like and then they try to like make him into like like he's doing like movies where he's playing like you know like fucking uh, with honors where he's like a homeless guy who's actually like 
like uh, a professor. Yeah. You know, he's like a he's like a mentally ill like genius or something. You know what I mean? Like he's doing like he's trying like Hollywood is trying to like peg him as like just like a regular mainstream like movie star, and it just sort of doesn't work. Right. So he just disappears, and I mean he's also he's probably a lot, a, it's probably on his own accord. I mean, hundred percent. How 100%. massively successful that that run was, and he's him. also a lot older than you would think. Yeah. Which also so like in Goodfellas, he's I think he's like him and De Niro are both like forty seven years old. So right. like even Leota, like I mean he's supposed to be playing a twenty one year old. Yeah, he's like thirty five. Like thirty five. Yeah. It's it's so funny because at the he's very got beginning, wrinkles under his eyes. He's like he I'm twenty one. He introduces. Uh, you know, De Niro's character is like a twenty-eight-year-old or some shit. I know, I know, I know, and 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 I love that fucking scene, by the way. Oh, oh yeah, well, it, it is funny because in the Irishman, like you know, all the talk was about how they de-aged them and how like terrible it looked. But sure. like one, like Scorsese already has like young De Niro and young Pesci on tape. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like why not? Like there had to be a way to just use like what they already had and like obviously young al pacino exists on tape as well so this Not idea of like, scorsese but yeah. yeah but like i'm saying there, there, there should have been a better way to figure out how to do that than, instead of taking the old men and try to make them young it's just, oh, yeah it, i think they think weird. that when they have the technology they sort of like want to use it to a yeah. fault you know I mean, I didn't find it that there was the one scene where it was like you could tell he was like an old guy and you know trying to fight someone Who's kicking. Yeah, which is funny because his he you know famously the kick Billy Bats in this movie and like De Niro yeah. just has a funny way of kicking. He does. He does. It's more believable in this movie, but <laughs> yeah, he just say he's like that. He, he like, holds like his weird... head up high and he like yeah, yeah, yeah. stutters with his heel a little bit. Yeah, which I yeah. love. It's a very fantastic. It's Dude, like a, an elaborate sort of. Yeah. So bef- like like I said, I've been like going back and like kind of revisiting this movie for a little while in these last like couple yeah. of months. And mm-hmm. to be honest, I've been going back and just watching the like first. De- well, de- well, just watching De Niro and Pesci. De Niro, like, De Niro's the funniest in the movie. Just yeah, well, the, all the De Niro scenes. I have so many written down here. That well, the, I, and I also know. like you know maybe just to get like the technical stuff out of the way. Like sure. This movie came out of nowhere. It was. It, I don't know. Was it a huge hit? It was a hit, but it was not. Uh, I'm assuming it was, but let me let me take a look. Yeah, a lot of people thought like this should have been the movie that that Scorsese won. You know, best director for should have won best picture. It doesn't. Well, it was nominated and it should yeah, have won. won. I mean, come on, everyone believes that now. I believe this was the year that Dances with Wolves yeah, won. Yeah, so, which everyone agrees was like it's, ridiculous. It's always that yeah. case where it's like the, the no. actual winner. It doesn't become like the cultural influence that the. I mean, nobody remembers that movie, and everybody remembers this movie now. Yeah. Here's the thing. This, I mean, come out of nowhere, I wouldn't say necessarily because it had a budget of $25 million and it did make a box office of $46.8 million. Yeah, but that's not a, that's not a huge. I mean, that's a pretty it's okay big. for, yeah, for 90. I mean, like De Niro and. It's and not Scorsese, Terminator, yeah, but you know. De Niro and Scorsese did not have a great, like everybody, uh, like all these 70s guys had weird 80s. So this was like, this is the end of the 80s. It's, it's 1990. And, you know, at that time, like, you know, De Niro is not the lead of this movie. Like, he doesn't have, like, this sort of became a De Niro movie, but, like, it's not, if you actually watch the movie, he's not, like, in a lot of the movie. But no. What he, but what he does with... is iconic. Yeah. Every scene he's in is amazing. And, he, like, I just, like, 
I don't know, I mean, we could spend the whole movie just talking about Billy Bats, that Billy Bats scene. But, like, when he's, like, standing at the... One thing that's really cool about this movie, it was shot by uh, Michael Bauhaus, who did a bunch of Scorsese, like, amazing cinematographer. Every scene is, like, a, is like a, like a Renaissance painting. You, like, there's a yes. lot of scenes where it's, like, three or four or five people in the shot. So it's yeah. a lot of, like, really... Com- like, the, like, the camera's, like, often, like, not telling you you know, what you should be focusing on. Yeah. And so, like, even, like, in the scene, the Billy Bat scene, like, early on when, you know, Pesci first goes off, like, it's the entire bar. And De Niro is just, like, in the background standing at the bar. But what he's doing is so fucking interesting and so funny mm. when he's, like, the drinks are on the house. Like, yeah. he just, like, he does, he always has, like, this, like, business that he does. Yeah. He's like, you know, you, you insulted him a little bit. Yeah. And, and, like, he yeah. just does, like, all these... And there's something to I be, love like, this scene. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just saying, like, De Niro is, yeah. Like, I think, like Brando, like a lot of what, and this has been said before, but like a lot of what is just who De Niro is, got to like became like the model of what great acting was, mm. if that makes it. So it's like it's not like uh, there's a technique that De Niro is doing that you can. But like it's, De Niro is just—he's being himself. He's being himself as an he's, actor. He's bringing his talent and and like his yeah. interesting choices to it, and other people trying to think emulate like, that. Yeah, it doesn't think work. like oh, that's what what's what good acting is, and it doesn't work because it's got to be like true to yourself. And I right. think I, th- I think that's true to, with Pesci too. And I think Pesci doesn't get the credit he deserves. I agree with that. Yeah, he's, sure. I mean, he's less of a chameleon than De Niro is, mm-hmm. but also like I, I mean, I think Pesci is. I, I love Casino too. Sure. And I don't think I don't think Casino gets the credit it deserves because I think it's, it doesn't. It doesn't. I think if 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 they had made the movie further apart from Goodfellas, right? Yes. it would it would have. Sure. So people thought it was a rehash of Goodfellas, right? And it's not. And like actually, Pesci's character is much different in it, yep. and, and De Niro's. But like, it just sort of falls under this like gangster umbrella, right? It's like oh, we got Scorsese. He's making Italian movies with Italian yeah. guys. It's kind of yeah, like which, just like a lazy way of. Which is home. funny because De Niro doesn't play an Italian guy in either movie. I know, I know, but he everyone bear- just his last name, and you just hear Goodfellow, you think Italian, but he's yeah, not. Well, he, he's an Irish guy. Yeah, he's yeah. he's not one of these grease balls. He can never be made. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. Um, De Niro's fantastic in this. I mean, the little little things he does uh, are so good. There's a scene where um, uh, they're in the you know the restaurant, and um, and Ray Liotta is saying. Uh, he's got his uh, airport security guy, who is, is a Frenchie. Is that his name, Frenchie? I don't yeah, know. The guy he's, who like arranges the. Yeah, he's super yeah. excited about the the airport robbery, and so they're just and 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 Leota sees Frenchie and he calls him over, and then he gets De Niro over because he wants basically wants Frenchie to describe the plan and why it's so great and why they should do it, and Frenchie's like, all right, so we. We got a Swedish airline that coming in with like half a million. And he's getting all excited, and De Niro's just like, "Calm down, calm down." You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. easy. Uh, and, and like you can even see it in Frenchie's face. He's like, "All right, all right." And he like takes a step back. It's like, it's so funny. It makes me laugh every time uh, because it's just like you would expect the mob guy, like if you're just like thinking about a character caricature, to hear about a story about like getting a lot of money and be like, "Yeah, let's do it." You know, like just like in. And this guy's so reserved and pulled back that he's basically saying, like, you know, don't blow your load, just relax. Like, yeah. Well, um, and, and De Niro is like, he's always been 
he's always done like unexpected. That's so stuff. unexpected. I feel like the, yeah. the actor might have not even known that that was about to be said. Yeah. You know what I mean? That the guy he's talking to. And it's funny because you make me think like a lot of this movie is. I mean, the the you don't see the heist. No, you never see the heist. The heist so, isn't even important. The, this is yeah. what I love about Goodfellas. No, don't bore me with action. Don't yeah. waste my time showing me fucking weird shots of fast-moving people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. done close-up of a fucking safe turning. I don't yeah. care. What do you it, think it, I care about? Like, this is about the fun. This is the – show me it, the after effect. You know what I just thought of? There's a show. Uh, it's called Gamora. It's an Italian show, and I like mm-hmm. I got hooked on it. And it's uh, it's like the biggest hit in, in Europe. And the first two seasons are on Netflix, and I'm, like, waiting for, like, season three and season four to come out on Netflix. Mm -hmm. But the show is about, like, the drug trade in southern Italy. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, they're, like, warring gangs that, you know, fight with each other for control of neighborhoods and the trade, whatever. And I really like the show, and there's a lot of characters that I really like. But the thing that started to bug me about the show is there was constantly scenes where they were, like, meeting in parking lots. Because okay. they were discussing like territory and yeah. like, oh, actually, you no, know, you know, you promised me that I was going to get that. And I'm like, how many scenes are they going to show where they're arguing about fucking the drug trade? You know what right. I mean? It's like, so this movie, it's like, you know, again, it's like, what is the spider scene about? The oh, spider that's... scene is about the fact that you're, that, that, uh, Pesci's a loose cannon. Pesci's a fucking psycho. That's what that scene yeah. is about. But it's so fucking funny. Yeah, it's like, a, watch this psycho. <laughs> like, the line basically. about the cowboy, and then De Niro says Shane, and, and Pesci's like, Shane. Like, they, like, they fucking... It's it, brilliant, man. It's you know, so they, they always talk about improv with comedy, but, like, they improv a lot on this movie. You could so you could tell. You could tell a lot of this is... It, it must be. I mean, I, I don't know. It seems like it's improv. It, yeah, it's, and it's I th- and I think they and I think they did on uh, you know I think Pesci and De Niro did in the other movies that they did together Probably. too. But um, they're like because the 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 value of improv in something like this is like you you play with each other and it's it's relationships and then you start to trust the other person and then somebody says something you know off the wall and then you know the other actor's ready to respond. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why like it, it doesn't work. To me, it, like, it doesn't work a lot of time when they're just trying to go for the joke. Right. That's the thing. Yeah, like a Judd Apatow kind of like just keep saying something funny or grosser, you know, and well, it's yeah, like one-upping. Because they stretch it out. Like, it could be funny. Or, it could, well, it could work like, if they took the air out. Right. You know what right, I mean? Like, right, it, could, right. it doesn't work because the movies are two and a half hours long. Right. Like, yes. So the punch doesn't hit. This movie, like the punch hits because – you don't it's still it's shocking not set up punchline it's 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 shocking as it's funny you and know? the pu- it, and the punch is he shoots spider right the punch exactly is, they don't like cut on the on the joke no 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 and, and actually but in a way it's still like in the background like you know there's a he he like pesci must say fucking 10 hilarious things i mean it's ridiculous in, in even after he shoots him it's funny yeah well he's like you don't think i ever <laughs> Because everyone, everyone's like in the real scene, and you feel it as 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 the audience watching the movie. You feel once he actually shoots Spider, you're like, I can't believe this psycho. He actually shot him. Like you know, yeah. he actually crossed the line. And Henry in the movie is like, what the fuck? And you're feeling like Henry. If you're watching this movie, you're 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 like, come on, that was too far. Even as you feel like that. Pesci's just rolling off like four or five more lines that you have to laugh at. Um, yeah. I'm trying to remember specifically what he says, but 
He's like defending that he shot him. I can't remember what he said. <laughs> he goes, so funny. You, I'm a good shot. What are you going to I'm a good shot. What do you want to say? He, he's just he's two feet away. You shot the waiter for no reason. You're insane. He's insane. Oh, dude. And I mean, because also like, I don't, have, you ever, have you ever read the book that this is based on? White no. Guy? The no. book is really good. The book is written by a guy named Nicholas uh, Pelleggi, and he actually wrote Casino as well. Oh, wow. And so the book is, um, it's narrated by so it's like alternating uh, Henry Hill and right. Karen Hill narrating their their and that's, side that's of the story, in the movie, which and is in the, in the movie. movie. So yeah. that's where the voiceover, a lot of the voice, the voiceover the, comes from. Yeah, and the, the voiceover is great in this movie is unfucking. It's it's I I always say this. One of the biggest factors in movies, and this is something I, I picked up on, especially just doing this podcast. Um, because believe it or not, before this podcast, I didn't used to watch movies to analyze them. You know, I just watch them for fun, but now I kind of do that. Weird, and I know. Um, and uh, uh, one of the things is voiceover. If you use it, it could ruin the movie, or it can make the movie. Like that's a big thing with me. Like if the voiceover is done well, then it could make the movie. It could make the movie more cohesive. It could give you tons of exposition without having to do these scenes and act them out and just basically tell you everything and. If you do it where it's like forced, it could ruin a movie. I, I what was this movie we talked about a, probably like four months ago, maybe before the, maybe before the pandemic, where voiceover ruined it, and they actually did a director's cut without voiceover and made it better. Mm. I can't remember the I fucking. Mean, Bl- movie. I mean, Blade Runner famously had. That's it. That's it. Blade oh. Runner. Yeah, we did that a while ago. I know. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I mean, I actually I like both versions. We talked yet, about it. We talked yeah. about it. You disagreed, but I point is is i think voiceover could ruin a movie and they did it well in this movie yeah oh and and also like you know de niro discovered uh ray liotta too is that right? and ray, ray liotta is and he's not like, a good actor except even in this movie he's not the greatest actor I oh be see i love ray liotta i like ray liotta in this movie i think he's perfect for this movie but i mean come on he's not that great he's a he's a very intense mm-hmm. guy uh, I think his voice. Chantix. Think, you ever see his Chantix commercial? Uh, yeah. Chantix. He's another guy that's had an like. So I mean, he, come on, man. He was a soap opera actor, and he had done a movie called Something Wild, which was like a smaller movie that De Niro saw, and he so he called him in for to do this. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I love him in this movie, and I, think oh, I, I think he's great in this movie. I'm not. He's I'm also not, like another one where he had like he's done like a, a lot of interesting stuff, but they tried to like make him. He's just he's not He's been like, in a lot of bombs. He's been yeah, in a lot of bad movies. Like he's just like a he's this guy like he's an intense He's an intense guy. You got to have the role for him. Yeah, he did um the movie sucked. I and mean, it was of course it was nominated for like a million Oscars like Marriage Story last year. Oh, he was in that? He's uh he plays a divorce attorney. Oh, okay. And he's such a fucking scumbag. I I love like he's in the movie for like three minutes, mm. but he's great. He's playing like a nine hundred dollar an hour like divorce attorney, mm. and he's fucking great. He's great in that part. I love yeah. that in that movie. I'm trying. I, to, what other Ray Liotta movie? I really. I mean, he was Shoeless Joe Jackson in Field of Dreams, but that, that was he small. was pretty good. But it's small. Yeah. I mean, in the movies, he's good in. I love him, but it's just like he's in a lot of stinkers, man. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, he was. I mean, I don't know if you ever movie. seen Copland. No, he's not great. In, I love that movie, but he's not. He's not great in that movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a he, known thing. He's not really. Yeah, he's. I don't know. I think. All right. I think about him sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, another Jersey guy, another yeah. Jersey Italian guy. No, I, I mean, look, he, he'll always have this performance, which is just like one of the best 
yeah. most enjoyable performances to watch. Um, and I also think like I mean that char- the character's interesting because like going back to killing a spider like henry yeah. hill is in over his head but doesn't realize that he's right in oh over yeah his head. totally totally that's the it's, thing since he's a kid he he doesn't realize how fortunate he's been and and sort of how this can get bad well like, he, he like bad. happens to like his it happens to be that his two best friends are fucking psychotic murderers <laughs> like, well, one of them is very psychotic and well, he, but yeah, i mean yeah. jimmy jimmy's uh, also a murderer so yeah. straight up yeah like, well, with no compunction, we'll just kill to fucking, you know, for, make it for his make, benefit. Yeah. yeah, to make life, you know, 2% easier for him, he'll kill a fucking whole family. Right. Which, you which, know? Ray, which Henry Hill was not that guy. Yeah. He, he will kill someone to make his life, to not have to work an office job. Does he kill anybody in this movie? I don't think so. I don't think Henry Hill kills anyone. That's very, I but mean, he's very very because it's his his story. Oh, I mean, he participates in the Billy Bass murder. No, he's very complicit in murder. I mean, yeah. I don't think he makes himself look good in the movie. Uh, whatever. I he is um he ba- might as well kill people in the movie. They don't show him, you know, but he might as well. But the point is, is he wouldn't kill. Uh, he has morals. Like like the other two don't really have morals. He wouldn't like kill a guy over like. 10 percent and he's always trying to help people he was trying to help the restaurant owner you know what i mean with yeah. the paulie and paulie's talking to him through the cigar he's like i don't know what do you want me to do i sit there i order that i love paulie i love how every everyone at the wedding everyone's named peter or paul every that's single one that's that is real so life. real my dad's name is peter your name's peter everyone uh, my brother's name is paul and exactly, I, there's a lot man. of there's a lot of maria's in my in my family maria's it's, yeah it's tony and, and, and all peter, of that Joe. and all the wives were named marie yeah, I'm trying to do her voice. I don't know. It's something. And like we that. do the we do the the bag where they put the envelope in the bag at the wedding. Absolutely. I, I thought that I thought everyone did that. That wasn't that's a whole other time. That's actually like thing. I don't even know if I should like. So my you know my 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 brother's about to marry a, a white American girl, and uh, like they don't like Italians like they write, they write down who gives what. Oh yeah. They keep track of the gift, and like yep. her like she's like why would we do that. And my mom's like, oh, because because I want to know. I want to know what these fucking. Oh, because uh, I'm nosy. I'd like to know. I gotta know. Yeah. Listen, I mean, what listen. If, what if I go to their kid's wedding, right? And I give them extra. To be Can't honest, do that. it's a fair thing. I mean, look, it is like a very like Italian, even like Jewish type of thing to like. To just oh, how much did they give? How much did they? It's a very Yenta type thing. What's well, everybody? But, but but there's. I mean, look. If someone does give you two grand and then you go to their wedding, you give them 200 bucks, you're going to feel like an asshole if yeah. you forgot that they gave you, you know, 2000, whatever it is. Like a lot of, you know what being, I'm saying? A lot of, of being Sicilian is, is keeping score. Keeping like, score. Everybody's for sure. like, and it's, it's yeah. like, it's, and it's like, a lot. By the way, it's a lot of cultures. Well, I don't know if you know anything about uh, Chinese weddings. They're very much about the gifts, the money gifts. Well, I'm just saying, and very like, much about like keeping track. And like stuff my like grandmother, that. you know, I used to, she had what we call Sicilian Alzheimer's. Like she only remembered the vendettas. Like she literally. <laughs> yeah, like, well, that's just every old Italian. No, she literally be like, "Oh, my niece uh, Maria, she didn't call me 1987 for my birthday." Like yep. they like they keep track, <laughs> and there's too. a lot of there's a lot of that in this movie where it's like who knows oh, yeah. who what, yep. and like like. Friendship is very transactional. It, and if, that's, uh, if anything, this movie is about like these – like it's – in a way, I, I, I kind of think it could have hit it a little bit harder. Like 
Jimmy and Henry's friendship is very tragic. Yes. These guys have been friends for decades. Decades. And Henry, like, immediately is like, all right, he's going he's gonna to kill me. Yeah. Like, that's it. So I have to turn on him to save my life. Yes. That's and why that's, this is a great move. I mean. No, I know. And it's, and you know, and the scene with, like, Karen, you're like, is he capable of killing Karen, too? Like, right. Uh, where, you know, they're on the street in, uh, that's actually, was that Smith Street in Brooklyn? I've been on that, in that spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, famously, when he's like, just over in, in there. Just look in there. Another yeah. like another like De Niro like, yeah. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, no, I, I like I like I said like it's not in in its entirety like not one of my favorite movies, but like there's a lot of like like stuff that I really enjoy. Yeah, uh, a couple of scenes I wanted to point out um, that I just think are so funny uh, in the beginning when Henry Hill's a, a kid and he's working at the what the pizzeria. Yeah, um, and the guy. Uh, shows up and he's bleeding out and it's basically there's this guy who shuts shows up at the front door and he's he's got he just got shot and the narration goes that was the first time i've ever seen someone get shot and uh henry hill as a kid he's using one of the pizza aprons to press the the wound and help this poor guy who's like i mean he's got like a gashing wound like it's very apparent like um and so he get he goes back into the restaurant he runs and he gets more aprons and he's you know helping this guy out and they call the ambulance and then the ambulance shows up and they're like wheeling him away and the restaurant uh the pizza store owner i forgot his name tootie or whatever it tootie? i think it was tootie tootie yeah, yeah. goes you know you're a real jerk you wasted yeah. six aprons on that guy uh one of the funniest fucking throwaway kind of like lines that he delivers it so seriously he yeah. really thinks of him as a jerk for saving the guy like you know as someone helping. who's is someone who worked in restaurants a long time every restaurant owner knows exactly how much a napkin costs him Do you know I what mean, i mean like it's a fucking dog i know but like rest, restaurant guys are the pet like when it comes to like i i used to uh, six aprons on that guy i used to go uh there was like a coffee shop in the train station when i used to commute uh, into the city from Jersey, and the guy, like, every once in a while, I would get something from him. And, I, like, yeah, if you ask the guy for a napkin, he'd peel off one a, napkin. A napkin. And, I, and then he would stare yeah. you down if you dared to ask. Like, it's like those small restaurant and shop owner guys are mm-hmm. always like, but that's, but that's again, that's what's so funny about that, that fucking scene. That's so fucking funny. That, this uh, movie, I don't even think you get to um, them as adults for like the first like 30 or 40 minutes. Oh, yeah. No, this, this movie. Well, no, the first. T- Probably a little less than half an hour. First yeah. twenty five minutes or so, he they're kids, and then he gets, and then he it basically ends the kid portion when he gets uh when he when he gets pinched as they call yeah. it by the police for he selling cigarettes. Your broke your cherry, ah, you broke your, which is so funny because at, at before they right before the broke your cherry scene, um, De Niro goes over to um you know Henry Hill as a kid, and he puts his arm around him and he goes, uh, Henry Hill goes, I thought you were gonna be mad at me. He goes, mad at you? I'm not mad at you. I'm proud of you for getting fucking arrested. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's so funny that the kid is like, he's just having a normal reaction to getting like arrested. Like you would, I would feel tremendously guilty, you know, yeah. like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. And everyone else in his world is just great job. Congra- yeah. They're literally saying congratulations. Yeah. Uh, and the scumbag lawyer gets him out of it. It's so funny. That's well, they, like, it's funny because, um, I mean, the thing that happened to the mob is mm-hmm. is drugs, and this movie kind of shows because, like, early on, you know, guys would get 
they would get arrested and they do mm-hmm. like nine months or they do 12 months or whatever mm-hmm. and they would keep their mouth shut yep and so the the fbi would never be able to get the big guys because they were always getting the henry hills doing right. these crimes but then when when they really got <laughs> um you know in the drug trade and then they started doing mandatory sentencing yep. for drugs yep. all of a sudden you know i mean you literally see it at the end of the movie like now it's all of a sudden a guy like henry hill is like facing 30 years yeah for a drug charge so he's much more likely to talk to the feds and that's literally what didn't it was that kind of a genius move on the part of the, the government because it for is. years these guys it's they could smart. never get any of these guys right and that's they what they like, the rules against them because all they because that's why the mafia was able to work and and succeed for so long was because they were able to not play by the rules and they were playing against people that were playing by the rules so it's yeah. like so easy to like get around shit if you don't have to be you know legal you could literally bend the rules in every situation and then the fbi or the police they have to play by the rules the only way to beat that is to change the rules yeah well and there was also like so sort that, of an yeah. understanding where it was like I oh mean, for local, sure local like with Crooked local cops would yeah kind of, of turn the other way like, like the feds came in from you know from outside like, from outside from that federally basically i mean this like you know there's there's a lot of neighborhoods that were better when they were run sure by mobsters than they are now i Even mean like things like I don't know if you've been down to like the San Gennaro feast. Like everybody says, it's like when when John Gotti ran that feast. Apparently, it was, clean, it was like it was, it was now it's just a fucking thriving. Show. Yeah, no, um, I believe that entirely. Of course, these guys were scumbags, at, at, you know, and 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 murdered people at at, at points. But it, for the most part, they were just murdering each other, which is kind of the same thing with like gang culture, with like you know like. Uh, inner city, you know, yeah. gangs today. Uh, like, I live, it still in, I live in Spanish Harlem, and it I feel exists. completely safe here because the gangs are fighting with each other. They're fighting they with each other. Yeah. Even with all this, like the looting and stuff, like people, like people said to me, like, "Oh, you don't, do you not feel safe?" I was like, "Listen, no, yeah, the, the, the guys who run these neighborhoods, the last thing they want is the heat coming in because fucking yeah. idiots are throwing they rocks killed some windows. some some white guy. Why would yeah, they do yeah. that? It makes no there's, sense. There's yeah. German models smoking cigarettes on my block at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's fucking not, it's, like it's safe everyone's there. safe. Yeah. But it's just like there is something to it with uh, local law, like local sort of like here, here, this is the way this works here. Um, you know, like the federal government isn't that effective uh, locally, you know. No. So, so yeah, I mean like in a lot of like communities of blue collar, if you want to call it that, or, or just inner city like not wealthy people, you're going to have a few crime lords pop up and – not all of them are bad. I mean, they're bad, but not all of them are like intention have intentions of ruining the community. Like most no, of them are looking it. out. And I think like this, like you know, Godfather kind of shows it better. Like Godfather Two, like how somebody starts is like basically just like running a neighborhood, right? And it goes. And I, you know, I, I've known guys like this, and I never, I never yeah. really saw any like crime like i saw a lot of like guys playing cards yeah and then yeah, someone like, being like do me a favor run to the i need tile because we're going to redo this bathroom so we run to the store and get tile for me like that's what a lot yeah. of what this is and exactly. like goodfellas shows it. it's a lot of guys oh, yeah. sitting around sitting around playing cards oh, they, all, they all have nicknames for each other because like, they don't want to work like, that's it. it well that's the whole thing here guys <laughs> is look this exists and this is awesome because everyone else's life 
sucks so much. Yeah. Like to play by the rules and have an office job is you might as well be dead. And and I think he literally says that in the voiceover of this movie. You might as well be dead. Because we're it, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of um he's right. I mean, he's it, right. In they're a lot they're of kind of like, and I think Scorsese like they're kind of. This is sort of a western. Like they're 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 basically everything's a western. Yeah, like they're like you, you know they're like Robin. Like this isn't a western. No, they're like you know it's like it would be like you know a hundred years earlier these guys would have been robbing a train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and instead yeah. they're robbing literally the the airport. It's just like a right, you know it, different mode of trip. But it's basically the same thing. They're stick up. You know, they're cowboys. They're, they're outlaws up. because yeah. they because the system is not only boring. It's also those guys wouldn't succeed in that system. They can't yeah. get white collar jobs. And it's also and like it's it's harder to live. Like it's actually easier to do things legitimate. Like you don't have to hide the money, and you don't have to. And they say like they always say like the money is the hardest thing to hide. Right. Um, right. But these guys like they they yeah they can't like they just in, like incapable of living straight lives. And Henry We're Hill not- like the. The real Henry Hill is a perfect example because even under the witness protection program, yeah. he was still getting picked up by cops. Same thing with Sammy the Bull Gravano. Sammy the Bull Gravano yeah. was like running a, like he basically he controlled the Arizona like uh, ecstasy uh, trade while he was under the witness protection program. That's fucking awesome. I think Where- they picked up his son and they were like, "Hey, wait a minute, you look." You look familiar. He goes, "Yeah, I'm Sammy the Bull's son." <laughs> we're we're not um, that far off from these kind of that this kind of mindset, though. Uh, anyone that wants to be a comedian or a musician, yeah, we don't want to work mo- either. It's because we don't want to work. That well, is the, it's, that is the whole reason, really. I my biggest problem with uh, being an artist today, and I've I've said this, like it be like why is there a million fucking comedians in New York City? It's because it became like an acceptable bourgeois thing. Oh, my child went to college for four yeah. years and now he's taking improv classes in Midtown. Crazy. So I'm going to pay yeah. his rent for him. Like well, yeah. when did it become, it used to be like, it was the thing that outlaws did. Right. You know what I mean? Like or these guys were, artists. Or like, yeah, weirdos and nuts yeah. and fucking crazies. And now mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I, I minored in improv comedy. It's like, What? What are yeah. you fucking talking about? I don't I look, it's because there's um I think a realization that you can't even really get wealthy with a middle management job. So these rich people even they know that. So they're basically like, "Oh, why don't have our kid take a crack at becoming famous?" Who knows? Yeah. You just, can't even a, generate real wealth, man. With middle man, you can't generate real wealth with a salary of 100, 200, 300k. No, it, it, the, you have to the, the own, amount of to, taxes and everything. Yeah. You're not making that much money, man. It, it really, it is what it is. I mean, you're not, you're not getting like super wealthy. People, there's, there was like a 30 year period where people were like genuinely like, you can make your entire life, you know, upside down just by just by following the rules and getting a good job and you know going to school, all that stuff. It's like if you do everything right, you go to school, you get a good job, you do all that stuff. And you get A plus everything. I mean, without an inheritance, without major luck, without some other thing popping off for you, you're you're, you're not going to be a very wealthy person. And that's the reality. I mean, you got you have to own shit, or you got to make you got to make yeah. shit. Yeah, exactly. And- but you have to do something outside of like the normal expectation, which I think back in the eighties, nineties, uh, you know. It was more like idealized. It was more like, oh, yeah. if you just follow the rules, do the thing, 
you'll be good. That's but now it's enough. like now it's like you want people. Everybody wants to hit the lottery. That's why. Wanna, that's why everyone wants to be a comedian. Yeah, everyone hear, wants when, to hit I, the lottery. When I hear somebody say like, "Oh, if only I like a developed an app," what they're saying is they don't want to work. Like right, if I just exactly. came up with this one thing, then I wouldn't have to work. That yeah. made me a bunch of money. Then I wouldn't right. have to work. That's well, and a lot of these people, like, look, more power to you. If you're an attractive woman in your twenties, be on OnlyFans. Just, just do it because you can make it's awful hundreds of dollars a week, and they are thousands of dollars a week. I, there, it's no wonder that uh, there are people doing this. I mean, you're only going to be attractive for so long. You might as well get paid for it. And look, that's another way to not work. I don't blame them. I really don't. It's uh, it's like a it is bad for culture. It's an indictment of our entire culture. Yes, but you know what? The culture's already like that. So it's like I don't think it's to be honest. Let me ask you a question. Do you think OnlyFans is adding to it, adding to the culture, or do you think that OnlyFans is a product of the culture? Well, it started as. A product, but the, the more it's a you, product of the, the more you have of something, the more it's like the what's more you, bad about people getting paid for it like that because they're prostituting themselves. But they were already doing that on Instagram, basically. No, but I'm talking. I think like non prostitutes are prostituting themselves. No, that's what I'm saying. I think it's expa- it's but expanding. Not, but not here's the brilliance of OnlyFans: non prostitutes, like not. I mean, like. Real people, real girls, were getting hugely famous on Instagram, right? Uh, by posting yeah. basically, you know, almost nude pictures, right? It's it's basically like one percent clothes, right? I mean, am yeah. I wrong to say that? Okay, so people, these girls started getting careers out of it. Then the market became flooded, but still, every girl that like did like like every like not every girl, but girls that are very attractive that were posting these kinds of photos to this day, get hundreds of thousands of followers, but no real currency, like no no money. But they were getting followers. Maybe they'll get a brand deal. Maybe they'll become famous from it. Who knows? But now what OnlyFans is, it, 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 all that it is, is just capitalizing off that. It's taking that and it's just saying, we could pay you for that. Yeah, but I think that's we, like, we could, I think that's the, like turning everything into- But they were doing monetary, it already. Monetary I think, they like, were I doing like, it already. Is my point? Like, yeah. like they were doing it for just followers. Well, well, they were try- They thought that that was a ticket to it is like, fame and riches. It it kind of is. Yeah, I have like a. I sort of have like a grand theory of the like. I think the whore economy is out of whack. I think there's so too. too many like. There's You're always right. been like, and it's funny, it, 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 like it's in this movie. Like you have. He, they say he goes the you know Saturday night was for the wives and Friday night was for the girlfriends yeah. and the, the scene was like whatever five B is a is a whore yeah like so there's always like and a you whore. could say like oh this is the patriarchy where like these women like these wives were like kept at home mm-hmm. and they didn't know that their husband but there's always gonna be like a market for whores but like absolutely men only need so many there only needs to be so many whores I hear what you're saying there's you know way I mean? too many whores there's right now like there's, there's too many, many like it's it's 100 percent it's actually ruining the stock for well women. someone had this joke it's the the market for pussy is plummeting I think it was yeah. Patrice I mean of course it was yeah like it's kind of a it's a similar idea it's like the like no, you're right. Women it's, think that they're by jumping on the bandwagon, like they're kind of expanding their economic power, and in a way, they're diminishing their economic power. Hold on, economic power or like social influence? Well, I think it's I think it's all 
I think I think they're literally tapping into some economic power, but they are ruining their social influence in the sense that not just individuals like in general, we have too many whores. So the influence of an individual whore is less like there's we should no, get a whore on here. To but you know, yeah. We should get one yeah, of these whores. Should. But do you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, like I'm trying to actually like you're I think you're making a great point. I just think that it's interesting that you can as an individual, you could now in 2020 make a make a like a sustainable career of just taking pictures of yourself and, and some of this stuff isn't even that crazy like what is is only fans like it's it, not like uh it doesn't even on. it doesn't i haven't really been on it either is it, on, it is doesn't it have video to, or is it like no, live it, streaming? it could be anything no 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 it's not live streaming it's basically an instagram profile that you subscribe behind to. a paywall yes yeah, but but you can send dms just like instagram you could request oh. dms so like you could request a private like video but you don't have first of all n- nobody has to do anything so you could just not get paid and not do it and also you don't even have to nobody's forcing you to be nude on OnlyFans. you can yeah. there are people there are girls who literally take their instagram photos that they were gonna post on instagram yeah. anyway they stop posting them there they start posting them on OnlyFans. They have 5,000 people paying $5 a month. Dude, like 25 grand a month for bikini pics. Well, it's like the like, guy who like it's like the guy who hangs out at the strip club and talks to the strippers. I mean, these, like, these guys lonely. exist by the they're millions. They're lonely. They just want like some kind of attention. It's, yeah. it's so strange. It's it's, I've always found that very strange with the people that like like yeah. Nothing. I think guys just need to learn how to fucking talk to girls. Yeah, and then girls you, you, need to learn you, how to you fucking. You sound like act. an asshole. <laughs> you just gotta learn how to talk to girls. So, you know, like it's not easy for some of these guys. Well, that's why that's why arranged marriages got to come back because it's too well, much, yeah, pre- yeah. It's too much pressure. We have to force women into. I marriage. mean, can we say that it was worse? I I, I don't know. We I tried. mean, look, we I think it's interesting. It. Listen, we tried <laughs> and let them do what they wanted, and they all became a bunch of whores. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I know you. We kidding. should release this. We should fucking just release this as a clip. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I think the too many horse part is good. <laughs> I think it's a good. The economy uh, of horses is all out of whack. It is. There's too many of them. Because um, it, it's just not. It's not necessary. Because like other. Yeah. Because well, because what happens? Well, is, because now there's no need for any horse. They like, want to. Yeah, because they want a whore yeah. for a while. Right. And then at 38, mm. some guy's supposed to. When Nobody the, wants a 38. Some guy's supposed to be like. You know, treat her like a queen. Like they want yeah, to be. All right. Yeah. Well, because I mean, like pretty women, fucking, you know, it, it corrupted all these. Like, they, they, it's. I don't think like, pretty woman corrupted that many people. I think pretty woman and Sex in the City were a huge influence on uh, a, a whole generation of these girls. Precursors, but they weren't. The, the the real whore culture didn't come into like social media. It's really the incentive. The incentive went way up when people started getting like social points for yeah. for posting. You know, whatever. On social media, that I is, mean, like a whole, you know, a whole cities ran media. on a handful of hookers, like throughout history. You know what I mean? Like, there's always like a market. Not anymore, yeah, but but I, like they didn't yeah. need to be that many. No, yeah, no, totally, yeah. It's like um, I went to I went to Monaco with uh, my brothers one time. We were backpacking through Europe, and every girl in Monaco is an escort. And is that true? I, I didn't want to believe it was true. Like the first night we're in a casino and like the casino's closed there. It's like it's what you better off just going to Atlantic City. Like why do people go to fucking the French Riviera to be like in a shittier Atlantic City? Wow. So at like 2.30, they start shutting down tables 
And then all these beautiful women swarm in. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? That happens so, in LA. But they're like, too, they're like aggressive. Like they're really, yeah. you know, they're, they, these women like fly in. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess they probably were trafficked now that we know a little bit more about how oh, this yeah. works. This was yeah. like 10 years ago. I didn't know exactly. But I had, so. Unfortunate. So the next night I was like, let's just go to like a regular like bar. Let's go to like a bar, like a bar bar because I don't want to deal with like getting swarmed by fucking hookers. So we yeah. go to like what's like I don't know like the Irish pub in town or something. Yeah. And I'm talking to this girl and she's like, "Oh, I'm Italian." I go, "Oh, you know what? You know." I was like, "Oh, my family's from Italy. We're we're on our way to Italy after this." I was like, "What brings you here?" She goes, "Uh, work and pleasure." And I was like, "Well, what do you work? Do you do?" She's like, "Escort." I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'm an asshole. Like, I assume you were not a fucking hooker." She was sorry. Italian. Yeah, she was Italian. So there was a lot of Brazilians and a lot of Italians. And so later I started just talking to this Brazilian girl who was like sitting at the bar. And I was like, oh, are you? And she goes, no, no, I'm an escort too. And I was like, so what are you doing? She goes, I'm just like, I'm just chilling tonight. So I was like, I was like picking her brain. She's like, well, you know, we come here, we stay for a couple months. We get a thousand euros a night. And then we go back to wherever we're from. And and I was like, Think about that. Think about that real quick. That's what they used to have to do. Yeah, I mean, get any money. It's a lot of money. But they would travel to a different country and literally whore themselves out. Why wouldn't those slime balls and fucking Monaco and ugly men? Why wouldn't the same people that were doing that ten years ago go online, do way less, make way more, and not have to? meet any ugly people any the ones of them that are not computer savvy are so pissed it doesn't even matter you don't have to be that computer savvy because if you're the market for this is 20 to what 28 at the oldest you're not getting that much money if you're 30 i mean let's be honest here if you're older whores if you're a 33 year old woman i mean if 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 anyone wants to pay you for how you look you're amazing like you're you're an anomaly yeah i mean there was a brazilian girl there in monaco that night that was fucking I'm no, yeah. Oh yeah. But that's what but, I'm saying. Those people would do well on Yeah, these girls were these girls were unbelievable. unbelievable. I actually started like unfollowing people on Instagram cuz it's too I, hot. Yeah, I'm I just know. tired of the, just, like it's getting boring. You can only jerk off so many times. Well, it just it just gets it's it's just it's, it's It is. It's a lot it's, of the same. It's lost the like the specialness yes. no, it of has. like Yeah. You know like oh my god, I can't believe I just saw boobs. And now it's just like I'm just like it's I'm just scrolling like, and there's like boob, boobs. Boob, boob. Yeah, man. No, I'm with no. you on that. Simpler times back in their earlier days, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know how we got from fucking Goodfellas to this, but it kind of it's fitting in a no, in a it's weird fitting. Way. It's fitting. I mean, it's fitting. It's just uh, it is crazy to think about how different the world is from 1990 to now. It's like 30 years, right? Yeah. Which is a significant amount of time, but it's not. I don't know, man. The internet really, really is like a fundamental like changer of, of yeah, and of also the world. and like. Talking about Crazy. this movie and in like, so like the Sopranos too, like yes, they, yes. and and good and uh, excuse me, Godfather. It's like there yeah. is a romantic aspect that these movies and TV shows create about this lifestyle. Yes, and I think what I think what's different now is like they're all the fact that we're inundated with everything with social media and the internet is the romance is gone. Yes. And so whether whether it's like seeing naked girls or whether it's like, you know, living like a gangster, like it's 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 not there was something more fun then. Yeah. No. And it was easier to just fall into a romanticism about anything, really. And I don't think this movie and I I don't think Scorsese met this movie to be. No. In fact, he thought he was making a tragedy. 
Yeah, like the the movie that was kind of going to undo the romance of The Godfather. Well, but, mm, it, it, it in ways it, it did and in ways it definitely added to it or modernized it. But But I will say I don't think I'd like a movie that doesn't show the benefits of this because then it doesn't make any sense why these mobsters even exist. Yeah. Of course I, there's benefits though. Of course of course. Yeah. Like there's um I that, mean, that was accurate. Yeah. They say like the Sopranos is like the first The Sopranos is the about the gangsters who grew up with the model of Goodfellas of and Godfather in the movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah, they yeah. and and I remember reading like there was this article online that I read about cuz people say like there was a lot of talk about like you know why do we why all of a sudden did all these antiheroes become like the top guys on television like with Tony Soprano, Tony Soprano and Walter, Walter White, White. yeah and it's like if you cuz if you look at like Tony Soprano like a lot of Tony Soprano's life sucks yes it's a lot of like misery and like looking over your shoulder but what Tony Soprano has and what these guys in in Goodfellas and the Godfather have is a clearly defined identity yes and what's yes. what I think what's making so many people unhappy today is, is yeah the lack is of that they think that their job is to create their identity. Like I think a lot of young people, like a lot of a lot of like people were raised without. Like my my problem is is like I was raised with so much identity that I'm constantly like rebelling against like what I what I grew up with. But a lot of people I know were just kind of raised in this sort of like lukewarm like. You know, like malls and chain restaurants, like mm-hmm. parents didn't like they didn't really eat at home with their families. Like they weren't like told like family stories and like it's, they don't have like wh- white, white, white people. Yeah, that's what like not, like, not like, yeah, not me. And so they're like they're looking to create an identity. Yes. Yeah, these are like so, college kids, the people like that. Just everything is is now their their main thing. They fall into phases. Yeah, yeah. So because yeah, they, they have to like announce. Yes. Like this is I am this. Am. This is what anyone I that in. anyone that has ever been non-binary is this person. <laughs> I've never met one black non-binary. And I'm sure they exist, but they behave very whitely then. Yeah. Sorry. The, they just they the dress very like a white thing. They dress like a a dude. They just It's not even it, it's just just the idea of of having to do that. It it's all about the announcement being yeah. non-binary it's about nothing else but i identify as this and i am letting you know <laughs> that's all it is it's like okay man i didn't even care nobody cared we were, we were just talking you know like i i just don't understand uh, uh any of those people yeah i've never like i've never felt again i, feel, like, I, I honestly feel sad for a, up for that yeah because if it, anything i think like I said, my identity was like forced down my throat. Right, and same. I, like, like, I wanted to, I'm like, Italian, and we, it. we were like a cartoonishly Italian family. My fucking yeah. grandparents are so Italian. It's insane. And my mom was born in, you know, a different country. It, like, it's, it, it's, we grew up jarring tomato sauce, making fresh pasta, and, you know, all the Italian stereotypes were there. I mean, yeah. literally all of them. And we, we, I mean, we could do another hour on this movie, but th- this movie is very interesting in that, like, it talks a lot about, you know, Henry Hill is... Prejudice ha- against Italians. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you believe like that? Jew- a Jew broad. <laughs> so fucking funny. But That's he's right. So he's right. <laughs> I, had, I had a Jewish girlfriend, and it was like, yeah. a, like we had issues because well, of that but shit. They do. They do. They're, Jews and Italians get along, but they also, when you get to the family level or, like, the older generations... 
they do have like a little suspicion of each other. Oh yeah, sure. and and that's sure. like th- like America is like all these different ethnic groups, right? You know, and it's right. like and, and, and Jews like, and I, Italians are the most like culturally like identifiable groups. And, I've, and so, also like it's funny because I I feel like th- somebody got in like I saw something online where some some politician got in trouble for being let's say politically incorrect. And of course, he had an Italian last name. It's always and that. I mean, it's, it's funny because like that. I feel like Italians have done a lot of good, but they don't know how to talk in a way that doesn't get them into trouble. They get misunderstood <laughs> like, a lot. It, they just will say, "Yeah." I, I was gonna um, I was working on a joke where it was like, "What's the difference between like a woke white guy and an Italian guy?" The <laughs> the woke wh- the woke white guy gets very nervous when the Italian guy starts referring to the blacks, the Jews, yeah, and, yeah. and the Chinese. That's pretty. You know that's I mean? pretty good. I like that. But because uh, it's like, oh, it's like you, you can't say that. But like, even like, I grew up in a neighborhood where it was like, you know, that's my Polish friend, that's my Portuguese right. friend, that's right. you know that black guy. Like, we just like you were because people would group themselves, and I even like I was even born in a neighborhood that was grouped that way. And yeah. it's like the plain white people that are like, oh, I can't believe it's that. It's always them. It's never the black people that but then react it's, that but then way you, or the you, Puerto Rican. You know, Rican. in Harlem, I've been told, like, you know, this is our neighborhood. Like, what are you white people doing in our neighborhood? Well, that's so – like, but that's – that's, I mean, that's more like how you were raised. Yeah. it's But it's yeah. but it's a weird – like, this is a weird but time I'm, because it's like – But I'm it, ma- it makes – I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. But it makes sense that, you know, the people in Harlem say that. What doesn't make sense to me is the white people who are void of culture, basically, uh, getting all poo-pooey and scared uh, 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 about any sort of barriers or any – not barriers, but any sort of like cultural, you know, uh, proud – like, I don't know. Like, like if you're an Italian, you grow up in an Italian block and you're proud of it, it's just like that's not – that's so foreign to them that yeah, they – Yeah, I also like I, – wherever I go, I try to – like I like the joke, like I say about Spanish Harlem, it's like I'm not trying to change anything by moving. No. here. like you know what I mean. Like I'm just happy to be here. Like I don't want the neighborhood to change now that I'm here. Like right. I like what's here. Right. So right. Right. People do go to a place and change the place. Me, I like to see what it's like. Well, un- unadulterated. I will say this: I think most people don't go there with the intention of changing the place. I think people in groups change the place just by the group being there. Yeah. But, but it's true. not the individual. But that's that true when a ever bunch of Chinese anything. people move to a neighborhood. Or that's what, what I'm know saying. Know I mean? like, yeah. Of course, it's true when a bunch of Chinese people, uh, when a bunch of Indians move somewhere, when a bunch of white people move somewhere, they just have a word for it. It's called gentrification, and they obviously, you know, it it, it does affect the real estate market, especially like in particular lo- looking at like New York and certain neighborhoods in Brooklyn and even in Harlem where that's happened. It has hurt the local community in terms of like not being able to afford housing. So like I understand yeah, the, the conversation up, yeah. there. Yeah, I yeah. get that. But I'm just saying like um, I don't know. I guess I guess what I'm saying is, is the people that speak the loudest about all these like issues of like what you can say and like what you can't say they're the people gentrifying the most like they're those are the people that actually end up do without their intention maybe they do end up changing the community and impacting the community and uniforming it to their own beliefs and And it's funny like in in goodfellas it's like the 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 ethnic groups that i've heard like the most shit talking is between irish and italians between jews and italians and between black people and italians but they really all kind of love each other but they do talk a lot of shit and like Italians especially have like like Sicilians and Neapolitans 
were like the low class yes. and the poor of Italy, That's, yeah. which is why they came here. Yep. And they found like in America, they found black people like considered lower than them. So then mm -hmm. they blame their problems on, yep. on black people. So like, there's yep. a lot of like, it, like that's like that kind of racism is it's very complicated because it's classism it's, really well, it's literally it was like literally having like the two pores yeah exactly other, you know exactly while, while the while the while the rich guy is like like for the you know the entertainment of of the rich guy yeah um and then you know i said like these are like all they start they all start as outsiders and yeah, they, i just think it's like it's sad the way re race relations have seemed to the way we talk about it now, it's so sad because I, I love the differences and I, I feel like yeah. I've always been able to explore the differences in conversation with other races. I've always had a good time yeah. with other races. I've never had like an issue just speaking my mind and, and listening to them speak their mind. I think it's yeah. like a beautiful thing that like doesn't happen on a, on a, on a global scale anymore. Like any conversation happening at a global level is like this, like to borrow a word from you know people I don't usually like. It's like a toxic conversation. It, yeah. It's like a conversation that's full of like false like narratives and things that like creates more racism and then and then or 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 leads people to believe that there's things are worse than they actually are. And it's just like really sad that we can't just like break that somehow off like the way things are talked about on Twitter. It just it's I feel so like people. I feel like there's things. like a, yeah. yeah. I feel like there's like a movement towards like mediocrity where everything has to be like in the middle. So I, to me, like the the differences are interesting. Yeah. Like to, to me, the difference between like a Sicilian and a Northern Italian is interesting. Well, but if you yeah, group everybody as Italian, the same way like, you know, like Haitians and Jamaicans yeah. and American blacks and Senegalese. Like they have different cultures and different. I, th and I, I think it's it's more than interesting. I think I think having the I actually do believe that having different cultures together it and collaborate like it used to be at least a beautiful thing. It used to be awesome. That's why like, I moved to New York. I know. I was but, tired of my white like because we I grew up in a very ethnic area, but then we moved to the country. Right. And it was very boring bland. to me. Yeah. You know, I wanted to be like to, to me the excitement of New York. Is was, the cultures? It yeah. is the different cultures. Meeting. And it's not, and, not and, as like a, a fight, like you know. No, like people get, but also like, the, like the food. It not yeah. everything is, but because everything smell, is moving the food, towards mediocrity. The, it's mm -hmm. like you know, you have you know, in New York, you find these like little pockets of like very specific things. Whereas if you go to the suburbs, you just find like the thing that that pleases the most number of people. But the mm -hmm. problem in New York now is that those things are moving into New York. Mm -hmm. as well like a right. lot of new york looks like a fucking mall in jersey now right well that's not that the mall's gonna stop being built <laughs> yeah well that's I and mean, i think that's, that's ending. hopefully that's that's, that's ending yeah because like i don't know i think a lot of the boring when they talk about like new york dying i think a lot of just like the boring white kids are gonna leave <laughs> yeah sure which i'm not so mad about no i'm not either i mean i'm right now i'm a pretty boring white guy but but you know i think um man i don't know we could talk about that all day but I just, I, I just one thing. I, I don't know. I just think if anyone out there listening is thinking that like me and Peter are like, I don't know. I, I would imagine our fans aren't this way. But if anyone thinks like we're being, like, uh, what's the word when you're ignorant, like of like other people's like 
lived experience or whatever you want to call it. We're not. We genuinely, we, we, I've seen Peter and I know myself, we love other cultures. We really, really do. And I think it's just tremendously sad that, um, that things have gotten to the point where you can't even, like, we're making policies so different races need to be separated to have yes. like a, a, I love a product. Talking. I love, I love, I love like arguing with. I just, I love the whole thing. Like you know, yeah. Like I, I, there's black comics that I'm friends with that we get into arguments about. Ra- I love it. I, I mean, I'm, I not not like heated, you know, fighting things, but just like you know, it's it's beautiful to hear people's perspectives like that's that's the whole point of living like i don't understand what kind of world these people want to live in where like everything's regulated everyone's got to be in their own corner and you people have to police their own speech it's like why 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 can't you just like let things play out naturally like yeah. i understand that like there's people hurting and we should take care of them and we do we try to we're we're, we're doing okay at that i think you know i i don't know it's just it or it is what it is man and and it's just um i it's it's just really sad to me that that's why i speak so passionately about it because i i i just don't think we're trending in a good direction for the for the way the world is it's just not positive it i don't know but i'm sorry to end it on such a down no i think it's, i think it's always darkest before you think light. yeah oh, well I, think, that's I actually i actually think that i think we're going to i think that um like nobody should get paid for making predictions because everybody who gets paid for making predictions seems to be wrong all over and over, over again. Yes. So if ev- so if everybody is saying one thing, I tend to believe that something surprising is going to happen because every major event is a surprise. Like Corona was a surprise, lockdown mm-hmm. was a surprise. So mm-hmm. I think the next whatever the next thing is going to be a surprise as well. So yeah. I actually think that this is going to kind of burn itself out i hopefully. hope so i hope so and um yeah i'm hopeful for people that you know could come together start talking to each other and i certainly believe in it, people i believe in individuals wholeheartedly it's so yeah, it's when it, you it's we're all separated now because we have to be so that that's tough is like not being able to be in the community with individuals is making me feel like like less hopeful and maybe that's just because I haven't seen people as much. I think that's by design. I think they want us in our pods, yeah. eating little pellets and watching fucking Netflix and ordering Amazon packages. Just until we get a Democrat in. That's it. That's all <laughs> they want. They that's what they want. <laughs> they the want to no. control the election. And it's like, look, I mean, they've been trying to do You should have just let Bernie win. He would have had a much better shot at winning. Come I on. saw there was a the, he the, would have had a so much better shot. The New winning. York City, the New York City government. Um, uh, Twitter account yesterday, like tweeted, like public gatherings is so 2019. I saw that. Oh my! And God. I'm like, you motherfucker! I was like, that's they, exactly they, what they this blew is. that up, right? They blew. Yeah, that. well, because because yeah. they said something. It's like it's like getting a bagel in Jersey. So like the Jersey. Account, I saw that. Like, but people, people, people were like l- making fun of them for that, right? Well, that's but literally, ridiculous. like that's what I think this is. Like they don't want us. Like now we have sports on TV and they're playing in empty stadiums. And we like fucking sheep are watching it on TV where they make all their money anyway. But it's right. the public gathering that makes us human beings. Whether it's a comedy show or theater or live music or sports, they seem to not want us gathering in public. Well, look, to be fair, it seems like 
gatherings of, you know, inside like big crowds is probably the thing you want to avoid the most during a pandemic. I, I understand that. But to say to say you can't have people in a in masks in a comedy club makes no sense to me because you could have them in the grocery store anyway. So why yeah. wouldn't you be able to have them in just at this point? We have a culture of people wearing masks they are it's expected and it and it works so why are we still locking these businesses down why are we still not allowing some fans in in sporting events like i mean these things have been proven to not lead to resurgences at least in new york we'll find out in november that's the thing we will but if you know i don't i, I don't know i what's think if they want if they want to extend a lockdown to november they're going to have to kill an oscar winner like somebody Why? really famous and beloved is going to have oh. to be sacrificed by the Oh, like how they faked with Tom Hanks getting in yeah, there? Yeah, like it's, it, yeah, yeah, someone's yeah. going to have to die. Like it's going to be like, listen, what do you think they listen, would sacrifice? We were, listen, we were going to open everything up. Yeah. But Julia Roberts just died of corona. Like we have, so now we have to extend the lockdown for another month. I mean, that would work if some beloved figure died. It, ha- it has to. If they want to keep this going, it, ha- it has to be that. It has I mean, to maybe. Be. Also, they, I could see it happening if. Um, if they if Trump wins, <laughs> I could see it happening. They them doubling down on it, because obviously it's like that's what we're in right now. Because if I feel like if they get what they want and Trump loses, almost like for me it's like all right, great. Now we could relax on this whole lockdown thing, right, guys? Like yeah, I you mean, got what you wanted. <laughs> I mean, literally, I think that that's like. I mean, I I hope I don't know. Yeah. I I hope that's the case. I, I'm not even. I wouldn't even blame them. I'd, I'd be like, okay, let's just get back to it, please. Yeah. In the meantime, I'm going to stay in my pod and watch my Netflix. Eat my pellets. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think we have to tell people to go out and watch Goodfellas. No. But uh, hopefully people will like revisit. Watch the first 45 minutes again. Just I think it. also like – such a Do yourself a favor. Don't listen to the, the next – except for our podcast. But whatever fucking YouTube video or podcast you were going to watch yeah. to kill time, just throw on Goodfellas. Download it from the internet. It's available. Trust something me. wild with Ray Liotta is good. And then um, Easy Money with Joe Pesci and Rodney Dangerfield is a funny. That's a good one. Pesci's really funny. Pesci's so fucking funny. Uh, he, he, there's uh, three clips in the intro of our fucking thing, and it's all Pesci. Every time I hear them now, they, they sound very strange because I've heard them a million times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Bing, pow, boom. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was time to do this. Yes. But all right, Alex, this has been a good one. I think, I think so. we're gonna do more. This is a long one. <laughs> we're gonna do more. That's just me and you. We've been um, saying that, and then we I want to do. Going. I mean, I want to do Cobra Kai because that's another thing that's kind of in the culture right now. Like, Karate Kid is my favorite movie of all time, so the show would be cool to at least maybe just do the pilot. Is it, it when you say in the culture right now? Is it back on? I, is, it's like the number new? one show on oh. on Netflix. Okay, like the first two seasons are on Netflix and they uh, just, just there's a lot of talk about it and they're doing a third season. I just think it's just become a huge hit. Yeah. I mean absolutely. I got I didn't realize they were on Netflix. I could totally Yeah, they well they sorted on YouTube Red. Yeah, I remember that. And then YouTube I guess decided they didn't want to do original programming anymore. No, they still have it. I, I they uh, probably just sold the TV show to yeah, Netflix. And so they they, yeah. they gave it to Netflix and now it's like the number one thing on that. Netflix. Great. Yeah. It's great. It's a great show. It's definitely worth checking out. Yeah um all right yeah we'll definitely do that um all right uh i guess the, yeah it's a great one watch goodfellas it's very funny um and yeah you got anything you you need to plug i don't have anything i don't know there'll yeah. be shows all right they'll be Stay shows safe soon. out there everybody yeah bye bye